This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, hey Marge, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Running a growing business means getting the insights you need wherever you are. With Shopify's single dashboard, you can manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash ifanboy, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash ifanboy now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash ifanboy. You are listening to a special edition iFanboy podcast, Surrogates. Special edition iFanboy podcast on the movie The Surrogates. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I am here with Sonia Harris. Hello. And we are from iFanboy.com, and normally we talk to you about the week's comic books, but but we like to occasionally talk about the comic book movies that come out, and there's been a few, and Whiteout came out a few weeks ago, and now we're talking about Surrogates, the latest release. Surrogates is based off of a graphic novel from Top Shelf, which produced the movie. Did you notice that in the credits? Yes, I saw that. Came out in what year did this come out? The, the graphic novel, two thousand five, I think. It, the series started. The graphic novel came out in oh six, I think. Um, around there, it's around yeah. around that old. Yeah, it says two thousand six to two thousand eight here. But this is a second printing. Ah, so uh, yeah, it's oh six when, when yeah. it originally came out. Sorry. From top shelf, Robert Venditti was the writer. Brett Weldley. How would you pronounce that? Weldley. He's the artist. Um, I always thought it was Weldell. That can be fine as well. Okay. I'm going to go with yours. It sounds better. Weldell okay. is funnier, but <laughs> yours is probably right. Uh, so they did the book, The Surrogates. It came out in 06 originally. Actually, I haven't read it since 06, which I realized when I watched the movie. I, I read it once, and it wasn't even my copy. It was Ron's copy because huh. he bought it at a convention, and we were stuck in the airport for like three hours because the flight, flight was delayed, so we read each other's everything we bought. <laughs> <laughs> and I read his copy, and then I haven't read it since. So I don't, I don't have as much. I'm not probably as well versed in it as you are, but oh, I don't know. I yeah, I read it once when it when I got it mm-hmm. in 2008, and in fact, when you told me to buy it, hmm. there was a sale at Top Shelf. They have these amazing annual sales, which everyone should look out for. And I said, hmm, what should I buy? And you said this, this, and this. So I, I got this was one of the things I bought. Were you happy about that or not? Extremely. I was really happily surprised. I enjoyed it very much. What I did is I didn't read it before I went to see the film because I wanted to just enjoy the movie. Right. And then um, 
today I had a look at it again just to try and refresh my my memory a little bit. And it's more complex and more subtle and more adult than I remember. And I I do appreciate the book very much. The book is something I I really enjoyed. And there's a sequel and a prequel. Mm -hmm. I've only read the prequel. Is there a sequel? I don't think the sequel's out yet. I think it's coming out later. Um, That's exciting. Because I enjoyed the prequel just as much as this one. I thought it added a lot to it as well. Interesting. I haven't read that. I I need to look out for that one. So So the film stars Bruce Willis, directed by Jonathan Mostow. I, I thought it's first of all it's a short film. It's bare, it's not even an hour and a half, which nope. was surprising. But I don't understand that because I felt like. Do you want to talk about the overall story? Yeah, or absolutely. Do you want to keep away from spoilers. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna warn everyone. We're gonna talk about the sto- story of spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie or read the book and you don't want to be spoiled, you should probably pause the show. But if you don't really care, keep on listening because we're gonna talk about <laughs> what happened. Okay, because a lot of the why the book was not some kind of cliche-ridden, cookie-cutter, what, exactly what you expect, is because it had the space to go for complexity, it had the space to go for intrigue, it had the space to open up and explore characters and not just the main character. And the film really did say, oh, well, it will be too hard to explain this. We'll just make it the same character as in every other film. And in fact, we'll use the same actors. And that was a problem for me. I enjoyed the film but it was a much more simplistic action movie than the book yeah well i think that's gonna happen i mean you're not gonna get a three and a half hour surrogates you know what i mean but it could have been an hour and a half that's what i'm saying yeah. it didn't need to be an 80 minute movie no it could have been another um, another half an hour TV that's pilot. Sure. it felt like a tv show pilot mm-hmm. it didn't feel like a fully developed movie it felt like them trying to do something quick to get some money to do something real later what i was impressed by was the fact that it was basically at its core it kept very close to the plot of the book from what i can remember what i've really reread it i thought so too until i reread it (laughs) again i haven't read the book in a while but i went back and read summaries of the book online after seeing it and obviously some of the elements were changed like the killer steeplejack wasn't in the film but other than that it was very similar in terms of who was behind all the murders why they were behind the murders yeah but there was a major difference in the motivations of people because in the book and i think this is where the strength of brett weldell's or whatever however you pronounce his name the strength of brett's uh, art is that it is so rough and Mm -hmm. sketchy and so you aren't constantly confronted by the fact that these surrogates aren't real in the film these surrogates were made to look like have you ever heard of the real doll yes yeah these sex toy things that look and feel like real i mean no i've never heard of them (laughs) i find it fascinating that people will buy a life-size human substitute to have sex with and then have to live with this essentially dead body in their house this is what the surrogates look like well, let's 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 back it up and tell people what the, what the story is the story of the surrogates is yeah. in, the, in some far-flung future in the film it's boston in the book it's a made-up city people no longer go outside in the world they have surrogates they have idealized human robot bodies that they control with this headset that they put their consciousness into and they go out into the world it's almost like the next logical step in a world that we all spend on the internet and Twitter and IM and text messaging and, it's, well, and the, World of Warcraft and all those things. It's the next logical step. And the people go out in these bodies. They don't go out in the world anymore. They live in their apartments. And in the, in the film, someone kills a surrogate, but by killing the surrogate also kills the host person, which has never happened before. And Bruce Willis is the cop in charge of, of uh, investigating the murder. 
That's, and, the, that's and, the overall sort of plot of the film. And see, the implication in both the film and the book is that this started out as a tool for people who are disabled or mm-hmm. work in dangerous jobs. And so yep. they need some way to shield themselves or they need limbs that they otherwise just don't have. Right. And so in the book, this very much comes across as an amazing thing that, that is saving so many people. Right. And there's space for that in the book Mm -hmm. but in the film you're so quickly confronted by and this is one of those very basic comics work better than films in some ways in the film you're confronted immediately by the horror of these nasty sleazy walking barbie dolls that are everywhere and just look so creepy and and they move wrong and they aren't alive it's just kind of disgusting and it's funny it's well done it's it's almost essential but i think it gets away from the benefits so that when they start to threaten these things you you're immediately going yay but what you should be saying is this is very extreme i'm not it's a much grayer area in the book Mm -hmm. and i like that i miss that a little bit Right. Well, I thought from the from the technical standpoint in the film, I thought they did a really good job of making the actors seem fake. <laughs> I know. Those actors did such a great job. Rada Mitchell particularly and Boris Kojo. Yep. The guy who plays they were hysterical because they were so disgusting as humans and they were <laughs> they were so beautiful as robots and, well, and, the, and yet they were still themselves. And they made they made the faces seem sort of waxy and, and some of the actors <laughs> did a better job of moving sort of stiffly or not normally yeah. than others did. But and Bruce Willis his surrogate looked <laughs> like a fake Bruce Willis. I thought they did a really good job of that. It was horrible. And then I thought what I really liked about the film was was when Bruce Willis uh, his surrogate is destroyed, he decides this is wrong. I want to live life out in the world. Mm-hmm. His the, the contrast between fake Bruce Willis and real Bruce Willis was really st- stark because real Bruce Willis is much older. Yeah. He's, he's a very craggly face. But you did know. you spot that he's not only is he being the exact same character as he was in the last Die Hard movie, but he's wearing the same clothes? Which Die Hard movie? The, the fourth one that didn't exist? Uh, yeah, the shitty one. I don't believe that one was ever made. I think that was talked about and proposed, but never the actually shot. The guy was in from. a bar last night, and they were playing it. And we were all sitting there going, wait, that's, that's are, are we watching surrogates? And then we all went, wait, he's even wearing the same clothes. Like It's like they said, let's just fuck the surrogates movie. Let's just make a Bruce Willis movie. I think you're wrong. I don't think the movie ever was ever made. I think they stopped at the third one. <laughs> Bruce Willis, I think, is a really... is. Of those 80s, 90s action heroes, I think he's the best actor of them. I thought he did a good job in his scenes. Oh, I like his casting. I just, like yep. I said, had a problem. And I think this is maybe a problem overall with the production, with the mm-hmm. styling, was that it was a little extreme, a little cliched. Like, yeah. I, I thought the surrogates could have been a bit less creepy so that we would get to, as the audience, would get to buy in to the bonus of this a little bit initially. Right. It's, again, the, the amount of time you have to explore or something in a film in a short action film is not as much as you get in a very thick graphic novel, which... That's it, isn't it? It's an action movie. I think yeah. I like the book as a thriller. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. the book as a whodunit and as a thriller, but the film is an action movie. Yeah, the film's that's a very cool. fast-paced action movie, so it's interesting. They, they, they made it a different kind of film while <laughs> staying very very close to the, to the story. I think the only major change beyond the, the name of the killer, uh, or the name of the actual killer, not the person who was pulling the strings of the killer, was that... 
uh, the, Bruce Willis's character Greer, his wife has a surrogate. She refuses to leave the room and, and won't come out. And that's and in he, the book, right? No, but at the end, she she, she doesn't she, kill herself. I she, had a real problem with that. She, in the book, she kills herself when her I, surrogate is destroyed. And you know what's a huge, a huge departure from the book is this dead son. It's mm-hmm. so offensive. First, because. Oh my God, this man couldn't have feelings and an emotional response to just his wife not wanting to be with him. He has to have a dead son in order to have an emotional response. Like that right away is one of those cliche things they do in all action movies because, oh my God, how could a man have a demonstrative feeling unless it's to do with death? No, actually, he could be that fucked up that his wife just doesn't want to be with him. That alone could be enough. Mm -hmm. And then the whole idea that, that that's the problem between them, that she isn't disgusted with aging that she isn't disgusted with her own body and that that isn't enough to make her reject her own real life and want the surrogate that was distressing too because i thought those two points in the book were so touching and so real and to take that away and just make it about some dead kid just made me so disappointed yes yeah. cliche yeah and i think that's probably why they used it because it's shorthand and they can it's shorthand yeah why can... explore an adult human emotion in the extra 10 minutes that which you've already saved on making this a stupidly short film god what what work <laughs> that would have been really hard for the writer jesus it just disappointed me i'm sorry yeah no there, there's a couple of elements that are disappointing i think in the framework of the film i liked you know actually the wife was probably the least explored character you know at the end bruce willis character ends up just finding a way to destroy all the circuits people have to um, unplug and come back into the world the wife comes out and, and they reconcile but that was kind of not really earned emotionally and even the people i was with who saw the film who hadn't read the book said they expected her to kill herself mm-hmm. like that felt like where that was going it felt weird that she was okay right it felt like that made it feel like a a really cliche action movie like oh and everything's okay and he gets the girl like they all said they were expecting her to kill herself based on everything that had gone before yeah there's no way that movie's coming out <laughs> there's just this is not there's no way there's no way a big you know not super high budget but big action film starring bruce willis ends on a suicide there's just that's just not gonna happen because then he'd get to act and who wants to see that you know nope well, people don't and that's and they don't then they don't pay for it and the movie loses money so it's not um, it's never happening okay you know if you do want to see a strong female though i think that rada mitchell did a good job of being a surrogate inhabited by three different people yes and i i thought that was kind of fun watching her get to um get to explore that because i haven't seen her do much before yeah she was good she was bruce willis's partner who she gets killed. People remotely inhabit her surrogate and cause trouble. But it was it, it, it's felt... like fucking Terminator. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird film because I really like. I enjoyed. it. I had a fun time at it. I like Bruce Willis a lot, so I enjoy watching him on screen. But like everyone else, sort of didn't get enough time because well, that was the consequence of the short film. Like Ving Rhames' character, he plays the prophet, who is the anti-surrogate activists there's some there's small bands of people that, that reject surrogacy and live on their own and he's very two-dimensional yeah you, you never got any time with him all of a sudden he was just gone james cromwell is the inventor of the surrogates turns out to be the murderer he you never really got any time with him either there was just people that were there and gone and never really you know you never really ex- experienced anything you never really got you could have used some scenes of, of the resistance people saying why, really why they didn't want to be surrogates or what, some more stuff with Bing Rams. It, it, was, it was a very Bruce Willis film in that most of the time was spent with him, so everyone else around him didn't really get much development. 
we didn't really feel much for them. But mm. but it wasn't like they didn't have extra time. That's what I yeah. don't understand. You know, they could have sustained our attention for another 20 minutes. It would have been fine. On but- the other hand, I thought, you know, as a Bruce Willis film, he again, <laughs> I think he did a good job of showing the breakdown of this guy who hasn't been outside in however many years and and really yeah, wanted that, to, that, to... That was another thing. They gave that five minutes. It would yeah. have been great to have seen a more gradual... Just another another five minutes on the, the gradual embracing that he was having, that moment. It would have been nice to see that, that moment where he said, I prefer this. This is fun. Instead of going straight from bumping into people and then on to being fine. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen that transition. I did notice in that scene when he first walked out that he was walking oddly, like his feet were turned out, like he had because yeah. he hadn't walked in however many years, really beyond just the around street, the yeah. yeah or out much at all. Well, see, you live in Manhattan, and you you probably don't have to deal. Or you're in New York, you're in a big city, you're in people who live around people who live there. But I've I've lived in London and San Francisco most of my life, and I'm around people who are tourists most of the time. Right, and they kind of move like him. They walk into everybody. They don't know where they're going. They aren't looking and have no spatial awareness. And so it's like everyone's a newborn puppy in the world because they just don't know how to function in a city full of people, which is what he was going through. But I've been around these tourists for a long time. They don't learn. It it would have taken him fucking months. (laughs) Spatial awareness, personal spatial awareness is apparently impossible to learn. Well, he wasn't good at driving. (laughs) Okay. So that was, was, he crashed a lot. Yeah, they, they, they've done something with it that they. I wish that they'd taken a little lo- more low key and made it a tiny bit more of a thriller, mm. or a, even a, even God forbid, a drama, and and just let these adults have some adult moments. Right. And, and I think then they could have like saved some money on the hype, because I feel like they tried to make iRobot too. Hmm. I never saw iRobot. Oh well, James Cromwell plays. The same character? Exactly the same character. I guess James Cromwell a while back decided he didn't want to have to try too hard, so he'd just take the same role again and again. Hey, why not? And, you know, Minority Report, you've got the same kind of a character where it's a doctor who regrets having made this invention and he's sabotaging. It's just, I'd like to, and the book doesn't do that. The book Mm. doesn't have as many cliches and doesn't fall into as many traps. And I... Just would have liked it if they maybe said, "Look what we've got to work with. Let's play just a right. little bit." But well, now, having said that, it's fun, and, and I I think some of the scenes with the surrogates really make them look like a bunch of cheesy '80s realtors. Like <laughs> these are the kind of people you want to avoid in bars. Right. And that was done really well. That was very funny. I think as a film, it's it's enjoyable when you when you don't look at it. It's sort of a highlight reel from the book. <laughs> you know, it's sort of here yeah. are the major plot points with nothing in between. But yeah. I thought as a film, I had a good time at it. It was I had more fun, you know, than watching Whiteout or the last probably the last couple of, <laughs> of films. Well, thankfully, I didn't see that. But it just it was it was enjoyable. There was you know there was good performances. There was there was action. If you never read the comic, you should definitely see this. It's good fun. And I think the idea behind the film is an interesting one, and the book and the film together, in that you know as a world that's heading more and more towards isolation online. Mm. You know, we're more and more isolated. People play people live in World of Warcraft. It's also it's almost the same thing. It's just this now in the future. It's real. And I think that's an interesting thing to ponder for people, whether or not they actually will when they come out of the film is one thing. But, <laughs> you know, what is the consequence of living an increasingly isolated life online and through internet, through gadgets and 
you know, in this film, the consequence is, is robots, and you never leave your apartment. <laughs> yeah. And the, the blonde woman you hook up with at the club may, in fact, be a big fat man back at his apartment. Yeah, they didn't explore enough the liberation of it, how if you want to be a construction worker and you're too old or fat to do it, you could still do that. If you want to try out being a tall, leggy blonde, you could do that, and there'd be no surgery involved, and you could get to experience it. Like, there were advantages to the surrogates that the film glossed over. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, like, I just think it could have been 20 minutes longer yep. and they could have explored any one of a million different things and made it just that bit richer so that it stopped being just some cheesy action right. bonanza thing. How did so. you know my, my real doll was Lucky Blonde, by the way? <laughs> I didn't think I told you that. I always wonder where people store them. Like when people, when you come over, is there like this woman sitting in a chair that doesn't move? Or do you have her in a cupboard? She's not moving. <laughs> so creepy. It is creepy. I, I really liked that. They, they looked like creepy real dolls in the movie. I did like that. However, they did that with either CGI or makeup or whatever. It was it? Their skin kind of had that silicone like, glowy. Yep. It was mm-hmm. so well done. It was. It was it creepy. Was it was very... really creepy. <laughs> Yeah, like you can see how if you had to meet that in the morning. And they they did this thing where they somehow made shitty people look beautiful. Like Mm. everyone who looked all crappy in their pajamas with their frizzy hair and their greasy skin and their spots. After hours of looking at beautiful people, these people looked great. (laughs) You know what else was funny was at the end all the surrogates are destroyed so everybody has to come out. Everybody comes out in the street and they're all wearing pajamas and robes. Hey, I know when I have to work from home, that's kind of how I dress. But, like, everyone's wearing a robe. Everyone. I just found that funny. Like, Yeah, there'd be one guy in his underwear, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's one guy in his underwear, one guy in pajama pants, you know, but, like, everyone had a robe on. It was just, like, the 1950s. It was, it was like, um, you know how in Independence Day you had that thing where it was like a there were scenes of suburban America and everyone kind of looked the same. Yep. Like Edward Scissorhands or something, <laughs> as if real life is like that. And right. Edward Scissorhands was a joke, you know. Right. This had elements of that. And that's the kind of stuff we're talking about with it having a little bit of a two-dimensional feel. Because uh, Bruce Willis's character, when you, first, when you first see him outside of his circuit, he's wearing pajamas and a robe. And then every, I started noticing everybody, <laughs> every time they show somebody, like all the dead people were wearing pajamas and a robe. And I wonder if that's like in the manual, like... <laughs> It works best if you're wearing pajamas on a robe because everyone was doing it. Yeah, I mean, I often sleep in a little Hello Kitty sundress. I'm ha- that's what I imagine when, when that's what happens. <laughs> and I'd be stumbling out in my Hello Kitty sundress, looking completely retarded. Yeah, it's just it's it's just bizarre. No, it was. These are the things I make up in my head when I'm watching the movie. Why are they all wearing robes? <laughs> I had the same thought. Like, gosh, they have very clean pajamas for people who never leave the house. I have a robe, but it's all the way over by my bathroom. I probably wouldn't grab it on the way out the door. No, and they had that whole thing where nobody had a gym in their house or like any kind of elliptical trainer. But if you had to lie there for eight hours, you'd be atrophied. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be like you'd be like those people in Wally. Yeah. So they didn't deal with that, whereas the book, I think, did a better job of examining every aspect of it. People talking about eating and, and having to do and things. The, and this book, yeah, when do they eat and stuff? Because they never really seem to... Yep. It wouldn't work, really. The whole surrogacy thing. So much of what we do socially is built around eating. Mm. Well, they, they, They'd use them for work and then people would turn them off for social stuff. 
as someone who who once in their life would spend six to eight hours in a row in World of Warcraft, I can tell you it happens. <laughs> okay, but when you had to go to lunch, you wouldn't send your surrogate to pretend eat. No, I would just get a sandwich next to the computer. <laughs> and that's that's what goes on. You know. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, there is that moment when the surrog- one of the surrogates is switched off and just standing there. That was creepy, too. Sorry, I was being. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. It, it was a lot of, I mean, it's a good idea. And, you know, you have to you give the credit to Robert Venditti, the writer of the book. These are, these are all his ideas that were put into the film. So there's a lot of good stuff going on there. The film just didn't have the time to explore in full, which was a disappointment for what it was on its own, not compared to the book. I thought I enjoyed it. It was a good time. <laughs> yes. Good time at the movies. That's what I told people. People, when I came out, they said to me, what do you think? And I said, it was all right. And my brother said... For Sonia, that means it's really good. <laughs> what did the people who hadn't seen or read the book thought of it? What did they think of that? They asked me a lot of questions, and mm. they had questions about things like, why would you want to be a surrogate? It looks horrible and disgusting. And so, yeah, that was why I felt like the advantages weren't as well. But your, your friends are all chic, young urbanites <laughs> who don't, you know, they are surrogates. <laughs> Yeah, right. No, I mean, I have friends who work from home and don't go mm-hmm. out much, and they had a lot of questions about people's health. Mm. They said they didn't understand how it would be possible people would get sick and from sitting there all day, because they get sick from sitting at a computer all day, let alone not ever actually doing anything. So. The bed sores would be ridiculous. Oh, my God, yeah. It just doesn't even bear thinking about. I feel like maybe the robe is the key. Maybe the robe prevents bed sores. And it's a magic robe. It's a magic robe. It comes with your surrogate. <laughs> keeps you healthy. It massages your ass while you lie there. It massages you. It also uh, secretes fluids that keep you healthy, like uh, protein. And uh, like, like when you're in the hospital, they give you the, the drip. Yeah, drips are just, you know, it's just some vitamins and some liquid, really. They'd have to give you a proper... Um, yeah, the, the kind of, uh, the kind of line they have to give you to actually feed you is, is a really, it goes straight into your big veins and it's scary, right. dangerous. And That's the magic robe that just feeds it all <laughs> into your body. <laughs> magic robe. Yeah. I don't know. I thought the book really was an amazing examination of adult relationships at work and at home. And it used this really clever device to do so. And the film was a fun action movie. Which is nice. I don't think you know. It's they're just different. That's at the end of the day. Often, when we do these shows, it's that's that's what comes out of it. Is is the book is the book and the movie is the movie. Well, a lot of the time, that's the best you can hope for. Exactly. One can't be the other because they both do different things differently with different medium. So that that was the surrogates. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Bruce Willis was craggly. Yeah, I like him craggly. I think it's hot. Yeah, he was very craggly, but it really worked in the contrast between waxy face Bruce Willis. No, I never liked him when he was young. I really found him disgusting. I think he's much, much more attractive now. Well, there you go. Who needs that surrogate? It's not Sonia. (laughs) In praise of older people, for sure. (laughs) So that was the surrogates. You can can come to ifanboy.com. There'll be a discussion of the film underneath this show. If you want to talk about it, if you saw it, you can go there and and post and discuss it. Or you can send us an email at contact at ifanboy.com or give us a call at 888-FANBOYS, which is 326-2697. And we'll be back next week with our regular Pick of the Week show. And I don't even know when the next comic book-related film is, but whatever it is... You can come back to iFanboy. We'll have a show for that. Until next time, my name is Connor. My name's Sonia. And we have to go play World of Warcraft now. (laughs) I don't even know how to play that. (laughs) It's probably a good thing. (laughs) Although my real doll's getting lonely. I do have to go. (laughs) She's giving me that look.
<laughs> the vacant stare. Mm-hmm. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs>